the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're sad, allow God to put a joy, a smile on your face. If you're married, give a good and warm greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good warm morning hug or welcome to your children and to all those who live with you. And do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning and contact friend so they can join in as well. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre and good holy Sunday morning with God. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my arms for battle, who prepares my hands for war. He is my love, my fortress. He is my stronghold, my savior, my shield, my place of refuge. He brings the people under my rule. Lord, what is man that you care for him? Mortal man, that you keep him in mind. Man who is merely a breath, whose life fades like a passing shadow. Lower your heavens and come down. Touch the mountains. Breathe them in smoke. Flash your lightnings. Root the foe. Shoot your arrows and put them to flight. Reach down from heaven and save me. Draw me out from the mighty waters, from the hands of alien foes, whose mouths are filled with lies, whose hands are raised in perjury. To you, O God, I will sing a new song. I will play on the ten-stringed harp to you who give kings their victory, who set David your servant free. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. My friends, good Sunday morning. And welcome, you're joining us in our new time at 9.30 a.m. I'm very thankful to our sponsors and to uh, Salem Media Group and to you. Uh, the people have been listening, it seems, to this show a lot. This encourages me. Um, this show is about education, is about protecting our religious freedom. This show highlights the work of the mission of Hope and Mercy um, that um, educates people about uh, um, the truth and the hope in Jesus Christ and does charity with the refugees, with the persecuted, with the distressed, with the oppressed, with the marginalized, uh, with the people who are at war are migrants or forced internally to be displaced or refugees in international borders or without any passports, without any water, any food, any access to livelihood or to living or to family unity. And this um, mission as well on the show is to help us focus what we need to care for as Americans today in the world and what we can do by reaching the highest level of our role in this world, our spiritual destiny. 
we always have to present ourselves in somehow as the image and likeness of God. Definitely, um, this show is not preaching. The show is not coming from an ecclesiastic point of view. The show is coming simply to us uh, from the actual um, internal mission and the vocation and the vision of the mission of hope and mercy. And that is to put on a conscience of every individual that it is on your conscience that sits the future of life, the future of peace, the future of a freedom, the future of our family, the future of our faith, and definitely the future of all of humanity. I offer this psalm today, 144. This is a prayer we just did. I offer it uh, for all the people in Ukraine, for all the sufferers, as a prayer for victory and as a prayer for peace. But I also offer it for Lebanon, for Africa, uh, for Ethiopia, for Nigeria, uh, for people who are living underground in China, uh, for people here in the United States who are also losing their freedom in many ways, shapes, and forms by standing up for their religious rights sometimes. I offer it for all those who in anywhere in the world are being oppressed and they are suffering uh, free from the lack of the freedom. My friends, Definitely, we have to tune uh, in. Today, I will be um, speaking to you by myself and uh, to educate us on what is really happening or what could be happening um, in this Ukrainian crisis from um, the, the focus of we as a mission of hope and mercy have been seen. And later on um, in uh, the upcoming shows, um, as we enter the, during the great season of Lent, I want to encourage you to please go onto our website, missionofhopeandmercy.org, and assist us. I want to thank you so much. Um, the need is great. We're going to spread from helping the Christians in the Middle East to help the people um, who are refugees now from Ukraine and the places in Africa as well. Uh, so I will start going with you into this uh, um, worldwide journey to uh, allocate with you where there is a real need to help assisting people through food, water, medicine, simple clothing, especially as winter is getting very tough and very rough on um, those people. So in our journey to the Ukrainian and Russian crisis, we have to also pay attention that uh, we as a nation, we as a people of God, we are always expected to look for solutions, not to promote fuel for war. And that's what I think the very um, um, first thing that I like us to consider and to think about, promote solution, seek solutions for peace, seek solutions for peace. Seek solutions for healing. Seek solutions for reconciliations. Seek solutions definitely uh, not to escalate any further possibilities of war. Yes, this entails uh, um, giving the people of Ukraine the right to decide their own future. Yes, this also entails um, listening to the Russian people at the same time and uh, looking at the real fear or um, um, allowing them um, to express their own opinion as well and somehow that could be uh, presented by their own government or presented um, by their own people. 
But unfortunately, when we live in a culture where there is a lot of confusion and information and there is war in the media, there is propaganda, and um, there is a lack of uh, true reporting from the grounds on all levels, the normal person gets used and the normal person gets lost. But the reality is victims um, are basically the essential true um, damage of this war. And uh, I was watching um, through the night uh, the news and I was in meetings in regard to uh, the humanitarian crisis that is accompanying what's happening in Ukraine. And I can tell you in one night, in one night, the numbers of refugees since yesterday evening. Uh, yesterday evening, the numbers of refugees um, to come into Poland alone was about uh, um, 500,000 people. Then about an hour and a half, it added to 620,000 people. Then in about 10 minutes later, there was a report there are 680,000 refugees from Ukraine. And this morning, there is over a million Ukrainian refugees. Or, let me correct, million refugees coming from Ukraine to Poland. And definitely this is not counting the countries around the polling. I'm very happy to see that Poland, uh, the people, the families are um, uh, putting their own buses. They are making warm food um, for people to host them. They are just uh, showing them, tell us where you like to go. They put in these signs in, in Ukrainian language telling the people how many members you have. We have a bus for 40 people. We have a bus for 20 people. Let us know where do you like to be. They're giving them a free housing. They're giving them a free food. They're giving them free clothing. They're giving them free access to transportation and they told them we're not going to charge you anything just tell us where would you like to go amidst this um, humanitarian type of uh, of access uh, where humans are uh, solidifying and they are um, doing solidarity 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 with uh, the people who are running away from war running away from attacks running away from bombs run away from death unfortunately we also see that the virtue of um, our christian behavior and the virtue of our human conduct are needed and this is what we in the united states are also in need to do um, avoid avoid the desire to war in the us is a key to a peace resolution between Ukraine and Russia. Because, in fact, this war might go not only as a war between Ukraine and Russia, but it might end up being, which is, unfortunately, a third world war. And a third world war could only happen if the parties consent to it. It is very important that we in the United States, we must avoid the desire to escalate in wars, anywhere in the world. Why am I saying that? Because definitely it is against the will of God. One. Two, because wars are from the devil. Wars are the outcome of the devil's work on planet Earth. I could hear many of our people going, but look, this is happening, that's happening. I want to give you some examples, for instance. When the crisis happened between 2000 um, f since 1993, first of all, and then in 2002 um, and, and or 2003, um, and then in 2014 in um, Iraq, for instance. You know Iraq had uh, 5 million orphans, right? 
you know, Iraq's population, um, um, at least I know from the Christian side, it went down from two and a half million in less than 10 years to about 250,000. Where do you think the rest of them went? These are also valid points. Did we go into an international war? No. The United States and all its governments and all its people, I think they try to mitigate these consequences. They try to be and somehow smart about it. And they, they tried and somehow at the end and, and they withdrew. Look at the case of Afghanistan, for instance. Um, we see that in Afghanistan, first the Russians go and they embed themselves in a major, major, major war. And then a lot of people are killed. But then the U.S. goes and we take over. And I look the way we left Afghanistan. We even left our arms in like in the 80s of billions of dollars, left them all around. You know, people were dropping down from planes, were being crushed from, from the planes. We couldn't even finish the uh, taking out our soldiers or taking out the people that either they were Americans or with whom we worked. And this past week, I found out very, very unfortunate news that the thousands of families that they are still stuck in Afghanistan, there is no hope for them. They are being targeted uh, by Taliban, and um, women are being raped every step of the way if they were trying to make their way out of Afghanistan. People's hands and feet, the males, are being chopped up, are being dismembered because they are being basically um, accused by Taliban uh, to run away and to stand against their policy. Anywhere in the world, if we were to go and try to do something, thinking the violence and the war and our presence as a military was a mean to bring peace, it actually made it worse. But this is because Satan governs the war, not God. But there is only one just war, I do believe. I do believe in just war. This is why I read with you Psalm 144, because it is a prayer for victory and peace. The war that seeks a peace starts by blessing the Lord. And unfortunately, none of the nations today in the world, they bless God. It's a fact. And you're a citizen. Listen, I worry about, I lived in caves, uh, even though um, uh, my, I do not want to say, but uh, I was told by somebody um, not to speak about my, uh, my times in, in the caves uh, and somehow under major threat. But I lived in a cave. I was about 15, 16, 17 hours maximum away from a potential huge massacre against our entire hometown. I did a prayer of desperation when I was at that night uh, lighting my last candle and crawling down into the cave when I was a child uh, in Lebanon in 1985, I believe it was, if I'm not mistaken, but in the mid-1980s, um, to be sure enough. And uh, as I was crawling in the cave, I was drawing on a ceiling that was, um, I was a little bit um, chubby boy, um, young, but I was scared. I had always this asthma and this always respiratory illnesses, and uh, I couldn't uh, go deep down in, in, in a cave because my head, my stomach, my back were, were, were catching into the actual ceiling and the ground of that cave. I remember I would reach with a little candle and I would draw the sign of the cross on top of the ceiling to bless the depth of the earth. And there I made my prayer. I said, Lord, make me an instrument for your peace. I had not heard about St. Francis Assisi at that time. Because the desire of peace is not only given to people like Francis of Assisi. The desire of peace is given to all of us. 
And that's the second virtue we need to have in the U.S. as citizens now. So one, as I said, avoid the desire to escalate in wars. And then it is important that we desire to make a peace on earth. This is why Jesus came. It is important to strive to make peace on earth. And how can we make a peace on earth if not in God's most holy name? That is the just war. This is where the just war begins. It begins when in love we take our fortress. Not in hate. Not in division. Not in terrorism. Not in false accusations. You know, and in my life I also suffered enough from... Uh, um, violence that uh, with which I was faced and uh, with wolves dressed in uh, sheep's clothing. I know what it means to harm people, to try to kill people. I know what it means to uh, commit a perfect hate crime against people. And I stand against it and I ask the Lord to crush it. So in love, definitely, we will build our fortress and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So it is important today in the United States that today we will build in love um, the fortress for humanity. And we are um, this fortress for all of humanity. And that's important for me. And this beginning of the season of Lent, I believe, as uh, the people are coming together and they start practicing fasting and prayer. That's another thing that we need to consider. Please, you want to express your love? You want to go to war? Start with fasting. Go to war by starting with fasting. Because the enemy is Satan. And when we fast, we can help other people. When we fast and pray, this is the way Jesus says we defeat Satan in areas and in things that are very difficult, in cases that are in somehow impossible. Through prayer and fasting, we defeat the gates of hell. So we go to war by going to fasting and to prayer. But there is also humanitarian effect when we go um, to fasting and a prayer. And I will tell you some of the examples, for instance. You know, when people in Christianity fasted in the past, and now we have done Ash Monday in the East and Ash Wednesday in the West, um, people now start practicing fasting all the way uh, through Holy Week, for instance, until we celebrate Easter. When we do that, we have to be cognizant that our fasting, first of all, is to defeat the gates of hell. This is one. When we defeat the gates of hell, it enables us to look at the other person in the image of God. You know what is the gates of hell? If you come to think about it, the gates of hell starts with confusion. The gates of hell starts with confusion uh, by means of uh, you do not know your neighbor. You fight with your children. You fight with your parents. Um, the church becomes governed sometimes in, in, as an institution, not as community. The church as a community is always holy, but sometimes as an institution, the church becomes infiltrated by wolves dressed in sheep clothing. 
and uh, then they, they, they saw the vision. You know, they start using the name of Jesus to kill people, to injure people, to hurt the people. And unfortunately, in this uh, crisis in, uh, in Ukraine, um, which is very violent, and we have to really pray for all those who have suffered from it. We have to really pray. I wanted to light a candle today. Light a candle for Ukraine. Ukraine is one of the early places that uh, received the Christianity, by the way. Um, you, Ukraine, uh, in, a Slavish, um, in a Slavish way, I believe, that followed the Byzantine East. Um, I do believe in 988, with the Prince uh, Volodymyr the Great, it established Christianity in its Byzantine a Slavic rite. Um, and uh, it is it is very important, sensorial uh, um, tradition to be honored for all the Slavish people. They're fighting for all the Slavish people. They are under attack. There is a deep, there is a deep, there is a deep danger in this fight between Ukraine and Russia. And that deep danger basically is now doing to the orthodoxy in the East what World War I, World War II have done to Catholicism, Protestantism, and uh, um, what the war in the Ottoman Empire has done to Eastern Christianity and what the persecution is doing to Africa. Um, the last stronghold of um, a Christian orthodoxy is definitely under attack. Um, I have a lot to share with you. You know, in, in Ukraine, for instance, and in uh, um, and, and in Russia, between Kiev and between Moscow, from 988 till uh, 1448, um, basically, um, and 1589, two major Orthodox churches were formed. And definitely the roots of the Catholic Church were before that formed in Ukraine. And these churches in Kiev and in um, Moscow, we need to hear them. Please pray with me that we hear from them. We need to hear from the church leaders in these two countries. We need to hear from them to tell us, to guide us, give us light. How can we help you? What is it that you can do with your own local governments to basically uh, stop their hand of violence and tell them, come back to peace and promote peace? Because there is one identity um, for all the Slavish people. And I, and I was um, telling you um, that um, we also discovered in this uh, week uh, from the refugees who ran from Ukraine that there are many foreigners Many, many, many tons of foreigners who actually were amongst the running uh, people who uh, walked and who ran away from Ukraine, at least into uh, the borders with uh, Poland. And I do believe there is some type of uh, form of uh, refugees also in, in Bulgaria at the same time. And these foreigners, many of them were Africans, many of them were Middle Easterns, many of them were from Afghanistan, were from Pakistan. Um, from different parts of the world. And remember that these countries, when Syria was being attacked viciously, um, on one side by ISIS, on the other side by their oppressive regime, millions of Syrians were dying on the beaches. Millions of Africans were trying to run away from the northern shores of Africa to try to make it to Europe. 
and Europe did not want to accept them and somehow. And definitely, we as Americans, we should realize that if a worldwide crisis of refugee happen, please do not discriminate. We must not discriminate. We must stand and look at everybody and the image and likeness of God. So with this, I wanted to give you things, uh, fruits for the thoughts to consider uh, before things escalate very viciously. Yes, there is a risk that this war in Ukraine and Russia will end up showing a third party that might be behind um, basically the stipulations of what might be happening between Ukraine and Russia. This is not a war between two countries. This is a war between systems, between regimes, between a, a global system versus another probably imperial system. I do not know how we can um, best qualify it. I'm not a politician. I'm just telling you that the motives um, must be uh, checked, basically. And um, in the last uh, minute we have, uh, these tensions that are happening in Ukraine and um, um, Russia are tensions between East and West. And there is a saying, East is East, and West and West, and they never meet. My friends, I'm afraid that in war, they might meet in an Armageddon style, in an Armageddon way. We have to avoid this as Americans. So let us make it our point to give a peace in this world and to help and to assist all the people. So, Lord God of strength, you gave your son victory over death. Direct your church's fight against evil in the world and let us promote a peace. Close us with the weapons of light and unite us under the one banner of love that we may receive our eternal reward. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 9.30 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.